as we get older, we're thinking about aging and gosh, how fast the time goes. What if you could take your aging and put it in reverse right here, right now on the Scale or Fail show? Welcome to the Scale or Fail show. I am your host, Allison Maslin. I am also a business growth expert, and I love, love, love bringing experts on business, on life, on this show to share their wisdom, to share their expertise so we can help make the pathway just a little bit easier and more fun for you. So today you are going to be blown away by our guest. Natalie Jill. She is a fat loss expert turned high performance coach. She helps people across the globe reach their ultimate health, business, and life goals by empowering them to level up and showing them how they can create everything they want, often from nothing. Wait till you hear her story. Um, she is a licensed master sports nutritionist and functional fitness trainer. Natalie leveraged the power of her online presence in a short amount of time to help literally hundreds of thousands of people worldwide get in shape and be their best selves. Natalie's created a globally recognized brand with well over 2.5 million social media followers worldwide. It's just crazy crazy um, her reach with, with all of the amazing things she does. Her online business has consistently generated seven figures a year and has been recognized by Forbes and Greatest for two years running as one of the top health and wellness influencers in the world. She is also the creator and host of the top ranking podcast, Leveling Up, creating everything from, from nothing. I got to be on that show with her. And now, finally, Natalie, uh, is on our show. So welcome to the Scale of Sales show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you and your audience today. I know, I know. And, um, you know, Natalie uh, is a dear friend of mine and everything she shares is a beautiful energy inside and out. So Thanks. I can definitely vouch for that. And so you are such a, uh, a fitness powerhouse and, uh, you know, I, I, course see everything you're doing on Instagram and I'm like oh my god I need to work out harder I need to do my splits you know um so but what is so cool and inspiring is that you started down this health path a little bit later in life and came out it came out of kind of a rough patch in yeah. your life so can you share that? Yeah, yeah. and what's and I'm happy to share all of that and what's what's interesting Allison is the same things that are required to be successful in your health and fitness journey are the same things required to be successful in business. I had just had my daughter. I gained a lot of weight and that's not unusual with being pregnant. But for me, I was, I'm only five foot two and I gained about 60 pounds and my daughter weighed like six. So the placenta definitely did not weigh 54 pounds. So that was, that was me eating McDonald's and junk and not working out, not taking care of myself at that time. 
So I had the weight gain, which as many of you listening know, when you have a lot of weight gain, it also leads to other things like more aches and pains, a foggy head. It could lead to lack of confidence. A lot of things happen in addition to that weight gain as a, as a byproduct. So I was dealing with that. I was also going through a divorce. It was also when the housing market had crashed, when the financial market had come crumbling down. So I felt like, even though a lot of people were going through a lot of stress at that time, I literally felt like complete victim mentality. The world is falling apart on me right now. Like all this stuff is how I felt. And that was before my journey actually even started. Right. And so here you were, I mean, if you could like go then and look where you are now, that probably at that point in your life would seem impossible. Yes. So what was working for me, um, because I, I like to, I'm bringing up the things that weren't working, but what was working for me was I am a creative person and I did know how to achieve goals and create a vision. I, I knew that deep down. So inside somewhere I had these strengths and I also knew I would have the support system if I would share and ask for help and really take that on. But when we get stuck in a victim mindset, which is where I was with everything wrong, it's so hard to see that there's a possibility out of that at that time. So what happened was I hit my own personal rock bottom because I I literally didn't know what to do. I I didn't have the money. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the know-how and I didn't know where to start. And I felt super overwhelmed. And I'm sure this sounds familiar. If somebody can relate back to when they started a business or when they had a big change in their family or whatever, like everyone has had an experience where they can sort of relate to that. But that's where I, where I started. What shifted me was I decided Um, that I was done feeling that way and I was ready to make a change. I decided that. I declared it, which means I went on at the time my Facebook with 100 followers that were from high school. It was like not a real following. And I said, hey, I'm not going to be like this anymore. This is what I'm going to work on. I was authentic with what I was going for and what I was going through and what I wanted to change. And then I created a vision. I literally made this vision board of what could be possible. And I put things on there that at the time were so far out of reach or they felt that way, but they were a vision. And I thought if I could just stare at that board and as I'm talking, I'm staring at my new board right now because I make them frequently. I used to stare at that board and say, if I was the girl living in that board, what are the actions I would take? Or what are the thoughts I would think? What are the foods I would eat? What are the moves I would do? I started literally from that space. Yeah, that's so powerful. And so backing up just just a second, what happened? What was going on inside of you where you said, okay, that's it, I'm done? Yeah. I'm not there yet, but I'm ready. Yeah, so what happened was I was, I remember like this exact moment. I was walking my dogs and my baby and I walked by one of those windows where you have like a mirror reflection and I saw my body and I just didn't even recognize it anymore. I looked in the, this mirror reflection. I'm like, what is that image staring back at me? Like, I don't even recognize who that person is. I saw baggy, puffy eyes. I saw lots of weight gain. I saw things hanging on me that wasn't supposed to be there. I just looked and I'm like, that's not me. And I also caught the things I was thinking, like, I'm a victim right now. I'm a victim right now. But I didn't know how to shift out of that yet. I really didn't know. I'm like, I I kept going the, yeah, but. Yes, I'm a victim, but this, but that. And I kept getting stuck in that. So that the defining moment was that image and that thought that this isn't who I am and I need to change it. I didn't know how yet. I just knew I needed to. 
Yeah. And so uh, you're like, that's it. I'm done. And then you you had a vision of where you wanted to go and, and started create. So then what started happening? So what started happening is I started, I realized then, which I teach now, is that in order to change our lives, whether it's our body, our business, anything, we have to change two things. You have to change your thoughts, what you're thinking, and you have to change the actions that you're taking. If you don't change your thoughts or your actions, you're going to stay in the same situation, period. You're going to, if you try to solve and create something new with the same thoughts and actions that got you there, you can't get out of it. So I knew that I had to change that. So I decided, and this is where the whole acting as if comes from, that I needed to start thinking like the person in the vision board. And I needed to start taking actions like the person in the vision board. And I knew at some core level that if I did those things, I had to become that person. It would have to happen. And I just focused on that. Like I would look at the girl and say, what would she eat? I used to look at these women on the board and think, okay, what would they do? What are the actions that they would take? In fact, I would look at pictures of a beach and I used to think, okay, I don't have a house on the beach right now. So my victim story was, well, I don't have a house on the beach. Like I don't have that. So I can't have that view or walk there. But what I decided is that the person living in that vision board with that view would be walking at the beach. So I would drive to the beach and walk there. <laughs> so I just started evoking, like, what would that person do? And the more you take those actions and start thinking like that, the more you start to come out of where you're stuck. I love that. So really acting as if mm-hmm. you're already there. Yes. And then you slowly step into that. Right? Yes. Yes. So what's interesting is, and this ties into my newest book, Aging in Reverse, when you look at like what a, how a kid looks at possibilities. So you look at children and how anything is possible for them. And they have no sense of time or restrictions or no. They're like, I want to be a superhero when I grow up, or I want to be this when I grow up. Like anything is possible for them. They dream, they fantasize, they act as if they're happy. They evoke that energy. Um, we as adults somehow start to lose that. Like we, we start knowing why things are not possible or we start stopping our fantasy or our vision or our dream before we can even get there. But that childlike wonder is really what a vision is about too. It's about how do we gain that back so we can create new possibility and new options and new results. And you can decide to bring that into your life every yes. day. Yes. Every day. So let, let's... Um, a little bit about fitness. I was thinking about this um, when I, in the 80s, I was an aerobics teacher. Okay. And um, I did everything wrong where we used to do like, Sam, jump on one leg for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had like the worst shin splints. I was totally. in so much agony. I remember those shin splints. We were doing. Yeah. Um, and so how do you define health? And yeah. So what I don't define it as is just how we look. Um, And that's very misleading. And, you know, as my career evolved and as I became this expert in fitness, which is not what I initially set out to do, it, it sort of happened. As that happened, I got really stuck in the identity of, okay, I'm supposed to have a six pack. I'm supposed to be ripped. I'm supposed to be this. That's what fitness is. But it got to the point where I wasn't really paying attention to what health is versus what appearance looks like. So what I mean is to get to that point where you're like ripped and shredded with veins, which is where I got at some one point, it's very bland what you're eating. It's very uh, specific. 
it's a lot of manipulating like when you're doing your cardio, what you're doing for your workouts. There's a lot of stuff that's going into it. And just because you look that way doesn't mean you're actually functional and healthy because a lot of people that look that way are in pain. They're dealing with things. They're aging rapidly. Their faces are caved in because they're so lean. So it's not necessarily health. Now, if you had told me two years ago, I don't think you're healthy. I would have laughed at you. Like, well, what do you mean? Of course I'm healthy. I eat clean. I'm eating an unprocessed food diet. I've you know, I teach fat loss. If you, you know, look, I have abs, like that's what would have gone through my head. Um, but what happened was I got super injured about a year and a half ago. Um, I was on set filming and I ended up rupturing a disc. And not only did I rupture a disc in my back, it was the largest rupture my surgeon had ever seen. And it was wrapped around my spinal cord and it cut off all feeling of my right leg. So you can imagine, like I have this ruptured disc, my whole right leg is not working. I have something called foot drop. And not only am I in major pain and scared, but I'm thinking, okay, my career might be over. Um, I feel like a fraud. I feel like a fake. Like I know all the stuff about health and fitness and look what just happened to me. I had a lot of stuff going on through my head. So what came up for me were two things. Um, one, why what is my belief system based on? Like, why did I think that that was healthy? And why do I also think now that like, I can't work out again because I'm injured? Like, where were all these beliefs coming from? And two, why did this happen? Like, why did I get injured? And why am I having so much pain? And what's going on here? So I had to dive even deeper into mindset and belief system and eating for, an, for anti-inflammation and lasting fat loss that's healthy, not just for vanity. Well, I so appreciate you sharing that story because I think a lot of people, you know, let's say even in business, you know, they, they have to keep up this air that, oh yeah, they're, you know, yeah. everything is easy and uh, they've got this big wad of cash in the bank or yeah. the same thing, you know, with fitness here, that's what you're teaching and you were struggling with that. So yeah. it's like the journey is always evolving, right? The journey is always evolving. And I'll tell you every massive uh, change in my life came from a realization about being authentic. So I have this theme of that. Like when I took you back to my rock bottom story 11 years ago, what was coming up to me around that was it felt fake at the time because it's like here I had this facade to the world. Like I had this perfect life. I was successful. I had the marriage, the baby, the dogs, the picket fence, but nobody knew I was going through a divorce and I was broke and all that. So there was a disconnect on what was really happening and what the appearance was. It's the same thing that came up again with me with my back injury. So like there's a theme around that. And I think it's important for women to understand it's okay to go through things, but that authenticity, that being authentic and connecting and sharing is a lot of what helps the healing and the shifting and the growth. Right. And also it's healing to be able to let that out and not yes. hold that inside. Right? Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. so what do you feel like, uh, and I want to get into your book, uh, Aging in Reverse, which everybody has got to go out and, and get. Um, what are the biggest challenges that you see that, you know, as we do start aging, you know, our forties, fifties, sixties, the biggest challenges you see women struggle with? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is so good. So the number one challenge is, this might surprise you, but, um, especially cause I think Allison, you and I live in a little bit of a bubble, um, because we are in Southern California and we do have a lot of friends that, so, but that, that fit into this. But what happens is I notice people comment on my age a lot. Like in the general, people will say, you're, you're 47. Wow. You don't look 47. And 
to me, I, I think back, what's 47 supposed to look like? Like, to me, this is what it's supposed to look like. This is what my friends look like. This is what it's supposed to look and feel like. We are not supposed to give up and throw in the towel and be like, we're too old. It's too late. But what happens, there's this big, what I call false assumed truth around aging that a lot of women think because they are a certain age, they're supposed to let themselves go. They're supposed to accept the gray hair. They're supposed to know that they're having pain. They're supposed to this. And we continue to validate that amongst each other. And that does not do any services or favors. So there's a yeah. huge gap with that because the more we keep validating, yes, you're right. That sucks. The more we keep staying stuck in there and we're not really being authentic and real and sharing what we're actually doing to be vibrant and focused. It's not that I want to be 20 again. I don't think any of us want to be 20 again. That's not what I'm going for. But why shouldn't I still be able to live and have possibility and goals and a vision and ambition and still thrive and have great focus and confidence? Like all those things should still be there. But just because we think we're in our 50s or 60s, that's supposed to go away. That's a problem right there. So one of the biggest things is that belief around it. I think that is so huge. And, you know, because when you, when you were younger and you think of people, you know, that are our age, yes. in the 40s, I'm in my 50s. When I was younger, I thought, oh, that's so old. Yeah. I mean, that's my daughter so tells me every day that it's so old. My 12 Our parents. <laughs> yeah. Or I, I was told, you know, once you get um, into your 40s, you have to cut your hair short. Yeah. And neither one of us listened. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So um, and I, I feel like I'm just getting started. Yes. Yes. So what happens is we start validating each other's ailments and excuses versus saying, but it, there's this possibility. Like, why aren't we as a community of women sharing what actually is good? Now, by the way, if you listening want gray hair and you want to age in the way you define gracefully, go for it. I don't have an issue with that. For me, I'm, and I'm not talking just physical appearance, but I want to embrace all those things that I had my whole youth. I want to still have those. So I'm not going to sell out on myself because of a norm that others think is the norm. Yeah, it's really, I think about, it's so easy, I think, for people to settle. Yes. And, and, and it's like it, good it, enough. Yes. Yes. And if that makes you happy, amazing. That's not the theme I hear. It's not the theme I hear. I hear, and what happens all the time is women will come to me initially with the fat loss. That's what they want. But when we dive deep into what they actually want, it's so much more than that. So what happens is they start getting their confidence back when the fat starts shedding off. Now they're like, they feel better. They're clear headed. They're focused. Now they want to change their whole life. Like they want to start a business. They want to change their relationship. They want to whatever. They want to up level their whole life. And now they're asking me about the stuff they said they didn't care about before. Talk to you about skincare. Talk to you about your hair. Like they, they want the girly stuff now. So they were acting like they didn't want it because they thought that they're not supposed to. They're supposed to settle but they're selling out on themselves by doing that. Yeah, it really is just valuing your own self-worth. Mm -hmm. And when you start making those shifts, all of a sudden you've opened the door to yes. a whole world yes. of possibilities. And it is, it's so beyond what's on yeah. the inside, right? Yeah. So, so what brought you to write your new Yeah. So what brought me to write it is I, one, I wanted to really call attention to what I call these false assumed truths and self-imposed stops that we're telling ourselves around aging, because there's so much validation about getting, being older and it's sucking <laughs> that I wanted to shed a different side of it. Um, that like, it doesn't have to, like you can start, people have started entire businesses in their fifties. 
People have changed their whole life in their 60s, their 70s. Like there is no reason other than your own self-imposed stop that you can't. People have gotten over diagnoses that were like, a perfect example is I have, I've had many women come to me and say, my doctor diagnosed me with this and told me I would gain this. The doctor's telling them this. And then guess what happens to the women? They gain that because they're told that. I have yeah. one example of a, a lady recently in my full body reset program. She gained, her doctor told her she needed a hysterectomy, did that, told her she was going to gain 30 pounds. She gained 30 pounds. She started going through my program. She realized that this was a self-imposed stop because her doctor told her. She decided that that wasn't going to be her, and she's since lost the weight. Now, there's actions she took in addition to that deciding, but you have to believe it's possible. And for those listening that are saying, I know, but, I know, but, my hormones, my thyroid, all of that can be real, but the story that you decide the result from that is you. That's not your doctor. That's not the diagnosis. That's you and your belief. Yeah, and it's really like, are you going to accept that as your truth? Yes. Yes. So I, I really wanted to speak into that. I dive into that. I dive a lot into that and I give tools on how to actually figure out what you can create for yourself and what are your self-imposed stops and how do you start shifting them? And then only after we do that, does the diet and the workout part matter? Because everyone wants that quick fix. Like what's the diet? What's the one thing I have to drink or take or eat or, you know, combine. But if your mindset is not in that place to begin with, that's not going to work. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. You know, it's so interesting. Um, and I, I don't normally share this stuff, but what the heck I'm going <laughs> to, um, I, you know, I've always been, you know, pretty, uh, fit. I've worked yeah. in trainer for years and years and years. My fitness trainer is the longest male relationship I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and, um, I just felt like in the last couple of years, I even told you this, that my yeah. weight was kind of creepy. Yeah. But I still fit my clothes. It wasn't terrible. Well, I go for my yearly exam and I was 15 pounds heavier than I had been two years ago. And I walked out of there. It was like you looking yeah. in your reflection. I go, yeah. so not yeah. here. Yes. Yes. You know? and, uh, and since then, that was like less than a month. I already lost seven pounds. Okay. Yes. I love that story. Thank you for sharing. And imagine if you had left instead... Or you had said to your doctor, oh, this, this sucks. And she said to you, well, Alice, that's what happens when you get older. Like, that's the norm. That's what happens. And, and let's just say you believed that. You would have gotten in your car and been like, oh, you would have texted me, this sucks. I'm getting older. I've gained weight. And what if I wrote back, you're right, that sucks. I did too. Like, if we just kept that going, you would have stayed there. Totally. Totally. And it bugged me. It yeah. bugged me. I mean, I know I wasn't, you know, it wasn't a major weight problem, but I just, I didn't feel good. Yes. And, and that's, I'm with you on that. So it is a, you can always find evidence to support whatever you're believing. So if you want to believe that you are doomsday and this is what's happening to you, whatever that is, you will keep finding evidence to support that. You'll find support groups around it. You'll find podcasts around it. You'll yeah. find coaches around it. You'll find whatever you want, but you can also find evidence to support the opposite. Always. So why even put yourself in a situation where you're just validating the place that you don't want? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you basically, in those cases, you're giving yourself permission to, again, yes. settle, to settle. Yes. And um, I, you know, I, know, I know on some level, you teach this in business too, like people that coach in your, with your company. Like why, if they, they could coach with your company and see possibility, or they could complain to their friends about what's not working and which one's going to make the change. 
Yeah, you have to take responsibility. And you have to, yes, and level up to like the possibility of someone else that knows that it's possible. Yeah, and you know, I I love what you share in the book. Um, You talk about the transformation triangle. Yes. And how do you use that to help people? Yeah, so there's three parts, and I I want you to envision like a tripod. You need three legs, okay? And the tripod falls over if you don't use all parts. So on top of that triangle or, or that tripod, is state, changing your state. And that is all this mindset stuff you're talking about, we're talking about. It's that deciding, it's declaring, it's making a vision, figuring out those self-imposed stops. And that's where I think is the most important, most critical part. If you were to go pick up, interview anybody that's lost a lot of weight or changed their physical appearance, anyone, all of them followed that process, whether they said they did or not. They think it's the diet or the workout, but there was a whole side of changing their state that happened. Maybe they didn't talk about. And a lot of programs don't talk about that. I, I don't just talk about it. I dive deep into helping you shift that. Once that is done, then I get into planning your plates. And it's a little different than you might anticipate. Um, yes, I have a 10-day plan and I talk deep about foods, but what I'm going to do is challenge you on all these ailments that you think you have because of age. And I take out allergens and I add in a lot of great superfoods. And what happens in those 10 days is your bloat goes away. Your foggy head clears up. Your confidence starts coming back. You start shedding the weight. Your pains start going away or diminishing greatly. And then you see, oh, got it. It was a mindset thing. And I was taking actions that kept supporting that. So it's 10 days to truly plan your plate and see how you feel. And then I, when I talk about weight, what I do there is uh, I challenge you on a few things. One is bringing up the idea of loving your weight versus hating it. Like so many of us get on the scale, look in the mirror and say, I hate the way that I look. And then we're coming at things from a place of that. And I'm going to challenge you to really look at what you actually love about yourself and help you figure that out. Because when we can approach our body and changes from a place of gratitude, we're going to make a bigger headway and changes there. Wow, that is so powerful. And it's, it is kind of, um, it's just loving yourself as if you're already where you want to be so that you can step into yeah. want to become. Yeah, and an example of that, Allison, I think of you, like you, you do trapeze, your whole, I, I don't know if your whole audience knows that or not, but yes, she has a trapeze in her backyard. <laughs> so she does trapeze <laughs> and you, whether you own it or not, or say it, you deep down have gratitude and love that you have the strength and the skill on that. Like you're looking at your body when you're on that trapeze, you're not thinking about your weight or what it looks like. You're thinking about what your body is actually capable of doing. And that is, makes it fun for you. And you're focused on the skill and the gratitude in that and the creation of that. And that results in how your body looks too. So when we can approach things from what's working and what we love versus what we hate, it changes everything. Yeah, this, this is so powerful. And you talk about, um, we've, we've talked about mindset, but you use these in acronyms, FAT yeah. and this, S-I-S. Yeah. Yeah. So fat is, so I always have said I kill fat for a living and that has shifted over the years. It was always the fat on our bodies, which I still do, but it's the false assumed truths, F-A-T. So because it's these beliefs that we've been telling ourselves that are holding us back from becoming our best selves. So we work on killing that and then recognizing how false assumed truths can turn into self-imposed stops, which means that we now have a belief based on something we heard or thought. 
and now we're finding validating evidence around it and now we're stuck and now we're not going to break through it. People do this every day, not just with fat loss. They do it with money. They do it with, I catch myself doing it. We all have them, but it's how do you recognize these self-imposed stops and bust through them? Yeah. So owning it, owning it, really owning it. And, uh, and it just, I, I, I'm so inspired, honestly, listening to you because you can create joy. You can bring more energy into your life. I mean, starting today. Yes, right? absolutely. It doesn't yeah. have to be once you lose the weight. It's no. a journey along the way. And that's what I do in the book is I really get you in that mind frame. So you start changing the second you start reading the book. And I love what you say about gratitude. So do you, do you have a gratitude practice? Yes, I do actually. And it took practice to make it really, um, to really work. But what I do is I use a gratitude journal every morning and every night, and it takes me less than a minute both times. It's like one of the, I just, the first thing I do every morning is I ask myself, what am I grateful for? And if somebody listening doesn't feel they have anything to be grateful for, look again, because you woke up, you're breathing. Yeah. You know, there's so much to be grateful for. I've, I've, sometimes I write, I, I like my sheets, you know, whatever. I'm grateful for my sheets. It can be very basic, but you start your day with some type of gratitude and then you end it with some gratitude of what worked in your day. And you don't let your mind go to what didn't work because what we focus on, we're going to keep getting more of. So when you focus on gratitude, you are going to get more and more of it. Um, you're not going to get more great things for you when you're not even appreciating what you have. Yeah, um, th this is fantastic. And so it really is about aging in reverse, having that youthful energy and how you feel about yourself, how you are in the world right now. Yeah. Yes. So, well, this is wonderful. Natalie Jill, you've got to get her, her book, Aging in Reverse. We're all, uh, it's available. We're Anywhere books are sold. Yes. And uh, thank you. This is Thank you so much for having me. You're inspired and uh, looking forward to getting together with you soon. Yes. Thank you. All right. So everybody get out there and elevate yourself because you are worth it. And remember, you can find the Scale or Fail show wherever podcasts are aired. We have the audio version. We have the video version whichever is the right fit for you. And uh, if you are looking for more support in your business to take your business to the next level, check us out at pinnacleglobalnetwork.com. All right, until next time, we will see you all very soon. Bye. People always talk about they want to be part of uh, seven-figure companies. I'm now part of seven, eight, and nine-figure companies. I've been introduced to some of the largest corporations, uh, Fortune 500 companies, and it's with Allison's help, she's kind of expanded my horizons and my capabilities. And I think that's the most important thing where she expands, she, she makes you know what you can do and be successful at that. Being with Allison and being able to learn who to hire and why to hire and how to develop a passionate, creative, inspired team was really, really important for me because I needed to shift some energy in my business. And I feel like with her help, I've really done that. Pinnacle helped me grow my company 
to where at this point a year ago I'm making a, I made a million more than I did at this point last year. So I really wanted to break that ceiling. I've hit that ceiling for several years in a row and Pinnacle has helped me do that by implementing the thought, it's, it's actually just a thought process and how you view your company and how you view what you're doing. I think a lot of us entrepreneurs are hard on ourselves and are hard on our companies when it's not that, we shouldn't be that way. So I think it's just looking at things a little bit differently, um, putting into practice the systems that she teaches us. Uh, for example, if you want an example, um, putting people in place to where I want my business to be at in two, three years. So I've got people right now in place and it's wild. It's just like it's all the work is coming in and we're in place and we're not stressed out. And it's just amazing. It's just an amazing place to be. What I love most about being in the Pinnacle is constant access to support. So whether it be my mastermind group or the recorded resources that Allison has produced for us or the constantly cutting edge information that's coming to us on social media, Facebook ads, how to conduct webinars, I mean, you name it, we have a resource for it. So since joining Pinnacle, we've added 12 new positions to the company. We've increased revenue about 43%. We've increased profit by 111% um, this year. More importantly, I've gotten out of some roles um, that I was in, like QA manager and some of the marketing um, things that I was doing are now outsourced, or not outsourced, insourced to a, a team member. Um, and I've really focused in on running the business instead of letting it run me. Uh, coaching opportunities out there. And a lot of times I'm, I'm a little bit suspicious it's a kind of a sales job, you know, are they, are they in it for themselves, are they in it for me? And at no time have I ever felt with Pinnacle that my best interest was not number one priority. And it's truly an organization, and not just Allison and the coaches, but everyone there. It's a, coming from a, a place of giving and um, working for mutual benefit, a lot, a lot of sharing going on, and that's a, a great team to work with. Uh, right off the bat, I laid a foundation for my coaching practice, and I increased my prices, uh, and within one week I had signed two high-paying clients that had basically paid for my, co my coaching program with Allison, and since then, um, my income has doubled every single month. It's been tremendous, but being a part of the community has been the greatest asset. I've been so fortunate and blessed to befriend so many other amazing entrepreneurs who I learn from on a regular basis, who always have my back, like-minded people that I surround myself with, and the environment is, is so positive. I just cannot speak highly enough of it, and I am always compelled to share it with everyone I know. I feel it is the biggest gift to introduce and share this opportunity to connect with this kind of community uh, with everybody that I know. Don't be the company like I was, being in business for over 12 years, looking back and saying, what did I do in the last 10 years? Do it now. Now is all we have. We don't have the past and we don't have the future. All we have is now. I've been in business for 21 years now and I've worked with a number of business coaches. And I watched Allison for four years and the results that her clients had when they worked with her and I finally decided this is the next coach that I'm gonna hire because she is the real deal. She is available to her people. 
She absolutely cares deeply about each and every individual and the success of their business. And you know what? We have to, in business, take risks. And sometimes taking risk is hiring that new coach. This is a risk worth taking. There is nothing like it. I can't even explain um, what the opportunity and the learning um, that comes with Pinnacle. Don't even think about it, because if you think about it, that's the number one thing that will hold you back. Just do it. You won't regret it. You just need to do it. I mean, you have to stop being on the fence. You have to get off the, the, the fence is boring. The fence is honestly, I was on the fence for, oh gosh, I was on the fence for maybe two years. And it was a horrible fence to sit on. I hated the fence because the fence kept me stuck. And it was when I finally jumped off the fence that my business skyrocketed.